relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. This episode of the America First podcast with me, Sebastian Gorka, is brought to you by Franklin Armory. Shop freedom, quality, and innovation at franklinarmory.com. Franklin Armory, we are facilitators of freedom. Welcome, dear friends. This is America First one-on-one with me, your host, Sebastian Gorka, and a good friend from the Heritage Foundation, the conservative mothership, who... Well, he's got a hard act to follow. You saw her last week, the first lady of America first. They both had the podium at an amazing event, which some guy in a funny accent compared. It is, let's put it up there, just fresh, hot off the presses from the Heritage Foundation. This is the cultural Marxism event, the threat to America and how Americans can fight it. The co-author of that paper... That was written with my wife, Katie Gorka, his senior fellow of the Heritage Foundation, none other than Mike Gonzalez. Michael, welcome back in studio. Thank you, Seb. And I must say, the uh, First Lady of America First was <laughs> delightful to work with. Yes, um, it was. I won't go into the details of getting that paper across the line every night, coming <laughs> home saying, what is Mike sent to you again? Oh, my gosh, you need me to look at it. Can we get this thing finished and sent to Heritage? But it's done. Big paper, big paper, which now 17,000 words. Right, which now might become a book in, in the not-too-distant future. We want to turn it into a book. So we ended up with... Uh, 42,000 words because there's so much to tell. And obviously, you cannot have a paper that long, so we had to pare it down to 17,000. But we have, we had half a book, we have more than half a book now. All right, well, uh, we're, we're going to talk about cultural Marxism, which is really the, the latest version of a threat that we've been facing for decades for, well, since 1917. But first, I made fun of you. I made a little joke in our green room earlier. I used the epithet, the adjective Hispanic. You wrote a book. Let's put it up there, The Plot. This is the, the, your first blockbuster book, The Plot to Change America, How Identity Politics is Dividing the Land of the Free. This book is a real glimpse behind the curtain, Mike, of the kind of divide-and-conquer philosophy which has gotten us to a place where you as a Cuban or a family from Cuba, if you fill fill out an official federal form, there'll be a box that separates you from me that asks you whether you're Hispanic or whether you're non-Hispanic. How much has this identity... Po- Let's start with this. How much has identity politics left political parties and ideologues and radicals and burrowed its way into government? In fact, uh, because Hispanic is not a race, it's a question all by itself in the census. They ask you if... It, it it's completely divides the country into Hispanics and non-Hispanics. Right. And, and I choose never to answer the question. This is obviously an artifact of the activists of the 1970s who insisted that the Census Bureau create this category. Just just make it up. Uh, yes. They, they, and, and, and when the Census Bureau, which at the beginning, now, of course, the Census Bureau has been infiltrated, but, but back in the early 70s, they were quite reluctant to do this. And there's a very famous exchange, which I quote in my book, in which a, a director of the Census Bureau said, we have all the data that you need. We have the, the language to speak at home, the nation of origin, uh, you know, we have all that, and the, and the activists said, we don't want the data. We want the group. Create a category. Because, let, let's unpack that. So what is the objective of the activists in the 70s who say to the Bureau, um, we don't care whether or not they speak Spanish at home. We want a label. We want a box. Why do they want that, Michael? Well, it's because once you have a group that you can isolate, hive off from the rest of the country then you have a, 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 a victimhood category. In fact, there is a law from around the same time, Ed Roy Ball uh, wrote, uh, wrote this law, which identifies what, what a Hispanic is. It's the only law in, in we have in, in U.S. history that identifies what a category is. And the one thing, it's not language, it's not race, it's not skin color, it's not the color of your eyes, it's victimhood. 
is, is if all the people who have suffered discrimination who are Spanish surnamed are Hispanic. And this was, I forget the, uh, the, the number of the law, but it was passed in the late 70s, written by Adroy Ball. And it is about that exactly. It's about uh, instilling into members of a category a, a sense of victimhood, a sense of grievances. Vi- grievances are now curated. They're accumulated. They have to be written down uh, and, and, and remembered, even if they happened decades or centuries ago, to, to, to then create an animus against the United States. Well, that's the point. The point is, and I love the phrase you say, curated, curate whose utility yeah. for an elite to leverage that putative victimhood, correct? Right, exactly. A, a, to use that putative victimhood to create a, 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 a population that bears an animus against the United States, against our society, against our culture. Now, as a result, and I I know I'm jumping forward, uh, your next book, and if you haven't got this, you really must, because there there is no other book like it. It is your book on the Black Lives Matter movement. You call it the making of a new Marxist revolution. It was inevitable. Uh, After what happened with the 70s, the Hispanics, the victimhood, it would be inevitable that sooner or later something like Black Lives Matter would be created on top of all this. Well, right. I mean, if you look at the, 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 the architects of Black Lives Matter, of the organizations, by the way, the concept is unimpeachable. Uh, black lives, you know, <laughs> if, 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 if black lives don't matter to you, I don't want to talk to you. I mean, you're, you have to be a crank. But that's the, why it's such an effective yeah, phrase. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The, the, the architects, they know what they're doing, Seb. They really know what they're doing. <laughs> the architects of the organizations are all, the, in fact, all, I say there's four, usually people say th- three, They've all been instructed in Marxism by Marxists, by in, in, in Kulur's case, by a guy who was a, a weatherman terrorist who spent time in prison, in the case of Alicia Garza, by an actual uh, Gramscian, a cultural anthropologist, who is, who is a very good follower of Antonio Gramsci. Who, so they know what they're doing. They, they instructed them, they trained them for years into Marxism, Leninism, and Maoism. And lo and behold... All of a sudden, in 2013, they create this organization that destabilizes society, throws into question our society. Alicia Garza goes around saying, we have to dismantle the organizing principle of society. Uh, so, So what they seek to do is to change deeply the way we're constituted as as a nation, the constitution both with a cap C and a small c. And we uh, we can actually play for you. This is uh, one of the... I wouldn't say founders. This is one of the front people because they're not really the founders of Black Lives Matter talking about their training. Play cut. I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, Myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, We uh, are trained Marxists. Um, We are uh, super... uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. We are trained Marxists, that's Patrice Coulors, who are, quote, super versed in the ideology of Marxism, which is quite a thing to admit. Yes, she's not doing that on, you know, cable television. She's doing it on some left-wing oriented meeting or blog. But the fact is, she's admitting, admitting to what? That she is a disciple of Karl Marx, of the ideology of Marxism, which is responsible for the death of more than 100 million people in just the 20th century alone, that is, right now, persecuting Chinese people in China, the largest communist dictatorship in the world today, before our very eyes. And also, an ideology which, as a pillar, states what? Of our system, the American system, the Western system, that it cannot live peacefully. It cannot coexist with Marxism. This is the challenge that we will be discussing. It goes straight to the heart of the paper co-authored by Mike and my wife, Katie. The Cold War was relatively simple. Why? Because the enemy was, to a lesser or great extent, was external. It was the Soviet Union. It was the Warsaw Pact. It was communist Cuba. It was North Korea. It could be pointed at as over there. And the way to deal with it was to defeat it militarily or to undermine it ideologically. When the Marxists, when the communists are, quote-unquote, inside the wire, when they're not 
Soviet tank regiments arrayed across the Iron Curtain, but they're actually U.S. citizens on U.S. soil with all the rights endowed them by the U.S. Constitution. It's a very, very different challenge. We're talking to Mike Gonzalez. This is America First one-on-one. Follow him on Twitter, Gundy Salvas. Gundy Salvas is his handle. I'm Sebastian Gorka. If you enjoy our one-on-ones, our deep dive, our long-form discussions with the real experts, with the true newsmakers, never, ever miss one of them. Go right now to Spotify. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Subscribe. It costs you nothing. Leave us a five-star review if you would. It does help with those dastardly algorithms. And then share the links with all your friends because we have a republic to save. Likewise, if you believe in America First, check out the amazing America First gear at our website. The latest is the MAGA Returns t-shirt. A little nod to Star Wars. It's a celebration of President Trump's announcement at Mar-a-Lago two weeks ago with President Trump. Trump 2024, MAGA is back. The hottest selling item, however, is jointly with Chris Plant, our buddy on WMAL. It's the FBI t-shirt. You know the classic one, the blue one with the yellow letters FBI, but underneath... Chris designed it. It says, Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. Get all that and so much more. The Trump Challenge coin and everything else at SebGorkaStore.com. Everything made in America. SebGorkaStore.com. Whether it's the regular Hellcat or whether it's the compensated RDP with that miniature red dot, I love them all. How did it take so long to invent a factory compensated subcompact nine millimeter well guess what springfield did it and i'm a huge fan and i'm sebastian gorka the hellcat from springfield armory is still the smallest highest capacity micro compact in the world available in standard or optics ready configurations class leading capacity of the hellcat gives you 11 plus one with the standard magazine and 13 plus one with the included extended mag The definitive concealed carry pistol is here. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory gives you the capacity to defend. It is behind, it is after, it is post-Thanksgiving. Christmas will be upon us. I promise this year I'm going to do my Christmas shopping earlier than I did last year. That was a little bit last minute. If you have pleasant memories of Christmas, I do, think of those who don't. Think of those one and a half million children right now who don't have a parent with them this Christmas because that parent is in prison. Parents like this father, who is very grateful for the prison fellowship program. Let's listen to his response to this incredible campaign. And I got four little ones and then three, three older ones. But one of my little ones doesn't even know me. But this will be his first year getting something from me. And you know, when I I wish I was there to see his face, but, you know, I know he's going to accept it with love because he knows it's coming from me. Sadly, more than 70% of those children will end up in prison as well. But you can help break the cycle. Will you be that person? It's super easy. For just $25, the Angel Tree campaign will provide a Christmas gift from that incarcerated parent to that child with a message of love that they haven't been forgotten and a children's gospel. Please go today to my website, sevgorka.com, and click on the very top banner. It says the Angel Tree Campaign. And donate today as much as you can. Five children, five presents would be $125. If you prefer, you can call them to make your donation on 888-206-2794. That number again, 888 888- 206-2794 or just go to Angel Tree, the banner at the top of my website, sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Mike, uh, let's uh, drill down a little bit on, on BLM. You've written the book on BLM. Now you've given us a strategy along with Katie on how to deal with cultural Marxism. Uh, my uh, former Salem colleague, Larry Elder, just made a new movie. It's called Uncle Tom 2, the sequel that deals with what has happened to black America, black families, the breakup, the dismantling of of the family unit. And one of the things he does at the end, which is fascinating, is he goes person by person, name by name, date by date, to reveal who the white left-wing 
Marxist founders of the NAACP were. This, you know, the Association for the Advancement of Colored People really wasn't founded by colored people. It was founded by left-wing Marxist, white, middle-class, upper-class Americans. Isn't that the same with BLM? Yeah, I mean, very much so. <clears throat> In the case of Patrice Coulers, who whom you just showed... By the way, this very, it's very hard to get that video now. They've done uh, all they can to make... To delete, delete the to, video to, of her. Right, right. right. So, so sometimes you, know, you, you try to Google for it and it says this, this video has gone private. You and I have it. Um, in her case, uh, she was recruited, that's his term, by Eric Mann. Eric who, Mann, who is Eric Mann? Eric Mann was a former member of the Weather Underground, which was a terrorist organization, as you know, in the 60s. Uh, they tried to, they, they wanted a world revolution, by the way. Their manifesto said very clear they wanted to have a world revolution, finish, you know, get rid of the United States. Uh, they, they were very bad terrorists. They, they, because they were, they were white kids from the suburbs, they ended up blowing each other at a faster rate uh, than they were blowing up uh, uh, cops. So they, they, they had to disband. The FBI went after them. They went on the ground, and then the, the Carter uh, you know, gave them uh, amnesty, amnesty uh, his attorney general. And then Eric Mann, after spending some time in prison, came out and founded the, the Labor Community Strategy Center in Los Angeles, uh, and in the late 90s... Sounds very Alinskyite. Yes. Labor no, very, unions. Oh, very much so. By the way, he, he was from Cornell, as you said. You know, a, a student from a very, an Ivy League. Um, and he, he, he recruits, he said in his book, which he wrote in 2011, two years before the founding of Black Lives Matter, he, he is, is congratulating himself for the recruitment of Patrice Coulers, whom, whom they, they train, they instruct in Marxism and Leninism for 10 years and also in the practical arts of organizing. They put it in the, in the bus riders union, which Eric Mann creates because he discovers that bus riders, that a bus has more people uh, and the people are, tend to be m more from the minorities and women than a, that, that a factory floor. So in other words, this is, this is the abandonment. So it's got this closed environment exactly. in which to indoctrinate yes. people for an hour a day. Right. And, 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 and it's another step away from the, from the worker who's no longer the revolution, revolutionary agent. And, and he puts her to work there. So she trains at night in ideology. His wife, Eric Mann's wife, trace, trains her into, into Marxism and Leninism. And during the day, she learns how to organize. In the case of Alicia Garza... She was, uh, she was recruited into the School of Unity and Liberation, which is another Marxist preparatory. This one created by... They, Harm they have such great names, the School of Universal... Soul, by the way, Soul. Universal <laughs> Liberation. <laughs> School of Unity and Liberation. By the way, our word, when you and I talk, we use liberty. Yeah. When they talk, they use liberation. Liberation. So, right. so just... Those listening, this is a, a, a quick shorthand. That's really fascinating. <laughs> yes. because because the because the people, the masses, must be liberated right. by the elite, right? right? Right. When we believe in liberty, it's right. my liberty, it's right. your liberty, liberty, right? And so you and I, oh, we have agents. We would never say liberation. Right. They would never say liberty. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's fascinating. So tell us about this school, the Alicia Gaza. So so so, so it was the school of unity and liberation, and they do the same thing. They 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 put her to work. In, in the National Domestic Workers Alliance, again, for the same reason. The National Domestic Workers Alliance has a great... Uh, domestic workers are, are mostly minority uh, in origin. Minorities is a, it's a concept created by them to begin with, but they have created that, and mostly women. So, so, they, they, so it's a great place in which to organize the, the, for, for Marxist ends. Who creates Seoul, the School of Unity and Liberation? Harmony Goldberg who happens to be a cultural anthropologist and who is a very good Gramscian. She is a follower of Antonio Gramsci, that, who, as you know, Seb, was the Italian, half Albanian, half Italian founder of Italy's Communist Party. But what's important about him is that he's the first one to say, to discover, to, to really step away from, from that economic determinism, from, say, it's not material forces that are behind the reason why men behave the way they do. It's cultural reasons. It's the family. It's, it's the religion. It's the nation state. In, 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 in a place like Russia, you can have a, a, a revolution, a bloody revolution like Marx called for, except that Marx had called for it in industrial places, and he calls that a war of maneuvers. But in the West, 
in, 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 in countries where you have a thick civic society, uh, like, like Western Europe and the United States, you need a war of positions. That's a Gramscian term. That means infiltrating the, the cultural institutions, indoctrinating people to then change this as a quiet revolution, if you will, but still a revolution that comes through cultural uh, genocide. Right. This is the, the, the phrase you used in our green room earlier, cultural genocide. Absolutely fascinating. I think we're going to use that as the title for this segment. Um, you've got to read this paper. It's up at heritage.org. It's cultural Marxism and the threat to America. Go to heritage.org. It's free. Download it right now. Follow this man at Gundi Salvas on Twitter. He's Mike Gonzalez. He is truly the expert on these issues. Don't forget, you can follow us on all social media bar the fascists at YouTube right now. You can follow us on Truth Social, on Twitter, on Parler, on Getter, on Cloud Hub on Telegram. And don't forget, most important is Substack. That's SebastianGorka.substack.com. In addition to Instagram and Facebook, that's SebastianGorka, one word, .substack.com. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, my buddy, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back to my listeners. The Percal bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly $89.98, but now for you, just $39.98 with your listener promo. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percal sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. It's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-829-8468, promo code GORKA, or just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio list square, and plug in G-O-R-K-A. That's 1-800-829-8468 or MyPillow.com. Code Gorka. If you enjoy America First one-on-one, don't forget to support those who make it possible. Great Americans like Mike Lindell, a true truth teller, a friend of the president's who's under attack. You know what happened to him recently. He was ambushed by three unmarked FBI agents in their vehicles. Why? Because they needed his phone because he's a conservative. He's a denier, so they say. They want to cancel him. They banned his products at all the big box stores and also Walmart. Let's have his back. Amazing discounts right now. Christmas uh, BOGO offers. Use my name for up to 66% off. Treat yourself. Get a new pet bed. You heard Victor. He got two pet beds for his neighbors. He's such a nice guy. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A for those massive discounts. Or you can call them on 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468. You've got to use my code Gorka for those massive discounts. MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. Can I ask you a personal question? So I came here, what, uh, 14 years ago as an immigrant. I I chose this country. I ride for the man who wanted to fundamentally change America. I thought I'd left socialism behind in Europe, and just after I arrived, they elect Obama. Um, and I start working in D.C., and I'm working you know, in a, on a military base in the middle of the projects, all kinds of ethnicities, all kinds of officers in my classroom, and I didn't really sense any kind of ethnic right. tension. Right. And, and today, I can't... It's incomparable. Right. What, what Obama did to us... Right. I mean, am I, am I seeing something that, that I shouldn't be seeing? No, you, you, you're absolutely right. Uh, I have visited bases. I lived in South Korea for a very long... For two years. I used to go to the base there all the time, especially in the militarized zone. This is in the 80s. And, and it, was real, it was really just people getting... It's like a baseball team. It's people just doing the job. Doing job. Right. You know, they don't really care what your last name is, they don't care what your color is, they don't care your provenance, they don't care your nation of origin. They, you, if, you, if you can get a hit or you're a good person to be alongside in a war, that's all that matters. So it has gotten worse. Oh, by, but, but on purpose. They, they have introduced these ideas uh, into the most, I would say, that the American military was the most integrated institution in the country. But I'm talking about in general. I'm talking about America oh, writ large. Oh, oh yes, of course. Uh, oh, oh, all we think about is race. Yeah, yeah. All we think about is race. By the way, we have made, I have been here since 1974, we have made enormous strides 
as a country. Uh, good strides. You know, we, we, you know, we, we, we I, you know, I, I lived in New York as a kid. Everybody was something. We, we don't really put up with that anymore. You know, we, didn't, we don't put, we, 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 and this is a good thing, but to, and that's just, that was to deracialize America. Now we're re-racializing again. Re-racializing, yeah, that's a great way of putting it, re-racializing America. Um, okay, so you mentioned Gramsci. For those who aren't familiar, Gramsci is the person who takes an ideology that only works in, in feudal societies, right. peasant societies like Tsarist Russia or, or China. And that's his innovation. That's, his, that's his innovation. That's right. his you know, value added. Right. And he turns it into a weapon that works in functioning yes. uh, industrial nations with strong middle classes. Um, is it is it possible to overemphasize his his significance because he's really the guy who lays the groundwork for Rudi Deutschke, March for yes, the Institutions, yes, yes. Frankfurt School. Yes. If you want to understand what's happening in America today, yes. you have to understand Gramsci, don't There's you? There's a guy named Picon who's uh, who's done a lot of work with Marx. Says his his theory, which I think is completely correct, but I just wanted to give him credit, is that from 1917 to 24, you had yeah, communism was Leninist. From 24 to 53, communism was Stalinist. From 53 to 76, it's Maoist. From the 80s to the present, it's, it's, it's Gramsci. Wow. We live in the Gramscian era, in which it is cultural Marxism, it is indoctrination, here in Latin America and in Europe, in which you have a war of positions. It's a quiet revolution, but the ends are the same, sir. Yeah. The aims are central planning. The, the, the aims are destroying Power. the family. Power. 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 We have the only constitution in the world that is written to limit government power. They care. Everything is a power dynamic in the Marxist idea. And, and by the way, there was a, a, a Alicia Garza is very articulate when she talks about power. She has studied power. She says power is about who gets to make the decisions. Power is this. Power is that. She thinks about power in a way that you and I don't. We, we want to limit yes. government power. They want to, to acquire it. They want to acquire it to do the things they want. Whereas your ideal, my ideal, is for the institution and, his, and, and her family to thrive, to make their own decisions. Right. Some, sometimes decisions will be bad, but they are the, they're the decisions made in their circumstances. That is our idea. The latest book is uh, BLM. Let's put the book up there. This is the uh, the new Marxist revolution, the making of the new Marxist revolution. It's by senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation, Mike Gonzalez. Follow him on Twitter at Gundisalves. And the free paper on the threat of cultural Marxism to America, co-written with my muse, Katie Gorka, is available today at heritage.org. Heritage. You're listening to America First one-on-one, coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. If you're in daily pain, if you've tried everything else and failed to find relief, order the three-week quick starter pack right now for the paltry sum of 1995 it'll be at your door in three days or less take it morning and evening like i do and i promise you dr g's guarantee you will know whether it works for you like it works for this lady leah from ohio this is her story one sunday morning i sat on my couch in so much pain i was in tears that's the day i ordered relief factor following directions in eight days i found relief only to get better and better. I'm a believer 100%. That should be you. That could be you. There's only one way to find out. Call them today. 800-500-8384. I guarantee it to you. If you take Relief Factor, you will know within those three weeks whether it works for you like it works for me, Leah, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. You've waited long enough. Call today. 800-500-8384 or just go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Okay, well, I have such a flipping long list of things I want to ask you that I need to squeeze into uh, our discussion here. Oh, let me, let me ask another personal question. Um, and I, I'm not playing identity politics, but we have to deal with it because there are certain political forces in this nation that think this will be the salvation of the republic. Um, who say, look at recent events in Texas, look at the, you know, the female, look at that Mexican lady that was uh, elected as a Republican. I, I keep hearing this, that 
um, the Mexicans, the Latin Americans who come here legally, who integrate in the system, their cultural values are traditional, are conservative. Therefore, the identity politics played by the Democrats will boomerang, will backfire when they see the transgenderism, they see the woke ideology. This will be rejected en masse, and as a result, there will be a, re- a restoration of normalcy. Is that, is that Pollyannish thinking, Michael? Well, I, I, I would I'll, let me rephrase it in this way. I, I, we saw a 10 percent swing in the in the last election from the 2018 uh, uh, midterms. Yeah. Uh, I think the I think the quote unquote Hispanic vote, which I never use because you have to look at localities. Right. I think it reached the high water mark of 40 percent, if I'm not correct. It definitely propelled uh, DeSantis in Florida. Uh, it elected uh, uh, Monica de la Cruz in the Rio Grande Valley. But the way I would rephrase it is that the, 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 the victimhood gets stuck in the craw of many people. Uh, the, the, the conservative message of, of being aspirational, the aspirational message has always sold better with immigrants. And this idea that, that the left has had that we're going to take these new immigrants and we're going to deal with them differently from the way we dealt with the Ellis Island immigrants or the 1850 immigrants, in which, which was... Uh, you can make it, you can become an American, you, you, you know, here's how you, here are the norms, here, here, here's the, the things you need to learn. The idea that my kids must be more successful than me, right. I'm not a victim. Right, not a, right. right. I, and I think that, that once again, the Marxists, the Marxists don't really understand human nature, and if they think you get up one day in Montevideo, Uruguay, or Guerrero, Mexico, or Havana, Cuba, and say, I'm going to do all I can to emigrate to the United States because I want my daughter to grow up to be a victim. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that's really not how the mind works. So I think that they have alienated and they continue to alienate uh, a group of workers with these grievances, this, this, this mongering, this, this, this hatred mongering, and the aspirational message, which is the American dream, yeah. is within your reach. It doesn't matter where you, where you were born. Right. The American dream is within your reach. Work hard, get up in the morning, stay away from drugs, stay away from criminality. Uh, you know, education is a, the ladder to success. All these things, uh, I think, appeal. Uh, so, so, so rather than, than, than say, you know, the old Reagan term that uh, Hispanics are, are conservatives, they just don't know it yet, there are some, I have some issues with that. I think victimhood versus aspirational is the big thing. Okay, let, let's talk about the, the founders of, of, of this movement, BLM et al. Uh, it is clear that, yes, they may say they're interested in social justice and, and everything else, but yeah. when you're buying four mansions for yourself, when BLM founders raise millions of dollars that don't get into the pockets of victims right. or victims' families, here's my question for you. Does that matter? So Dan Bongino has this argument he makes with regularity. He's a good friend of mine. He says, the left... Pointing out the hypocrisy of the left is irrelevant because they embrace the hypocrisy and it never lessens the traction of their message because their their hive mentality, their tribe mentality, never means that Patrice Collar's hypocrisy will matter because it's a tribal identity. Does it matter? Should we be pointing out the fact that she has four mansions? Does it matter? I think think we should point it out, but but we should not focus on it exclusively. It doesn't really matter. I actually prefer that they spend their money... In, in mansions and in, in living well, uh, rather than than spending in, in destroying the United States and dismantling the organizing principle of society, I don't feel bad for the people that gave that gave them money. They they knew what they were getting into. Uh, they did this to virtue signal. So if their money it does not, it's not get used for social justice. Uh, which was never intended to be, but gets used in, in mansions rather than, this, than, than cultural genocide. I'm actually happy with that. By the way, buying mansions is in the best tradition of communism. <laughs> yes. Brezhnev and Dropov, Kusigin, they all had their country dashas, as you know very well. Right, right. Uh, so so oh, I, right. I, I, I don't see... Fidel I, Castro. I, I, died a billionaire. Right. I, I don't see the dissonance. <laughs> okay, good. I, I like that. Right, so where, where is the center of gravity? I, I want everybody to read the paper that you wrote with right, Katie. Right. But if you had to identify, you know, is it... Is it um, political parties, the NGOs, the George Soros funding all of this insanity, or is it the colleges? Is it the teacher training colleges? Where, where do you think is the, the motor of this? If you had to point, in military terms, the center of gravity for this identity politics is where? It's in the, in the industries that make meaning. So now mm. it's about the owning uh, the means of production of meaning. 
if you will. Um, it is, you know, Eric Mann, the, the man who recruited Patrice Couleurs, referred to this in, in, in an interview he had with a, a Venezuelan TV station in, in 2015. He said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, whether it's race, whether it's sex, whether it's gender, whether it's climate, this is a little division of labor that we have. We seek to destroy the United States. Uh, we seek to destroy the, 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 the imperialist uh, you know, power. Uh, so it is in all these areas. It's diffuse. Uh, they, they will pursue it through all these means. And it, the, the way to approach it, I think, like Ron DeSantis has done in, in, in Florida, uh, Glenn Youngkin to a lesser extent, is to, to pursue it along these ways. By the way, they're not, it's not just these good governors. The state treasurer of West Virginia, uh, Riley Moore, has gone after the corporations, gone after BlackRock, has said, well, you, you know, if you... If you will uh, uh, not invest, if you will um, uh, exclude uh, fossil fuel industries, we're going to exclude you from doing business That's with the right. state. And I think that is a, a he, in West Virginia is not alone. It's like there's 20 states now doing this, fighting ESG on this level. I think all these things, which, which Katie and I put in our paper, it's really the, 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 the formula that I think will help us gain grounding again. It's the cultural entities that are providing meaning, whether yes. it's media, whether right. it's right. TV, whether it's TikTok. Right. It's, it's those that are purportedly providing meaning. Those are the centers of gravity. Make, they make sense of the world, right? All right. Heritage.org to read the paper. It's absolutely free. Go to heritage.org to read the paper on cultural Marxism, the threat to America, and the plan to defeat it by our guest, Mike Gonzalez, and my muse, Katie Gorka. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, one-on-one, coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. If you have one of these devilish things, if you have a cell phone, please tell me, please tell me. It's not connected to one of the big cell phone corporations because they are woke. They're part of the problem. They give millions of dollars to things like plan parenthood and gun control organizations switch today to the only conservative christian cell phone company in america it's the one i use the one katie uses my whole family we switched our accounts there because they're on your side they've donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to causes you believe in the sanctity of life the first amendment the second amendment pro parents choice candidates at Texas school boards. That's how good they are. You can keep your old number. They had nationwide coverage, special discounts for veterans and first responders. Use my name to get free activation. Make the switch today. Don't fund your enemies. 972-PATRIOT or just go to patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. Switch today. 972-728-7468. Patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. So he's the real man. He is the former terrorist, the man behind the BLM movement. He's Eric Mann. And here's a little clip from Eric Mann. For white folks in the middle class community, the cop is your friend and walks you across the school. But in the black communities and Latino communities today, the police are your enemy and the police are moving against you at virtually everything you do. Understand, when you call for more police, you should just say... After me, I want more armed people who are freaked out, emotionally unstable, to come into my house when I'm unarmed and protect me from God knows what. We do not need more police. We need the training of police. We need the psychiatric training of police. We need the disarming of police. We need a reduction number of police. I'm not, I'm not a totally no police person. But a sane, healthy society dramatically reduces and controls police behavior as the greatest threat to any of us is when L.A. says it only has 9,750 police, we have a slogan, we want 1,000 more buses, 1,000 less police. That's moving to 2,000 less police because we want to decriminalize drugs and make it into a medical problem, which any decent society we do. Less police, disarmed police. Eric Mann, the individual behind Black Lives Matter. Last question to our special guest, Mike Gonzalez. Mike, is America waking up to the reality of people like, like Eric Mann? I believe so, except that it really bothers me as I was watching this, uh, that everyone knows who BLM is, yes. and practically nobody knows who Eric Mann is. And, 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 and yet, he does this. 
He, by the way, he does real damage. He worked with BLM in 2020 to knock out, I think, close to a half of the, the school police budget in Los Angeles. You know, if you know anybody who works in a school, if you, you know, or if your children go to school, you know how it's important it is to have police in schools to keep them safe. He knocked out a third to a half of the of the police budget in Los Angeles, the public school police budget. He he does real damage, and he he may say that that he is for some policing. His disciple Patrice Colors is an abolitionist who wants to get rid of the police, but not just that, Seb. She wants to get rid of the prison system, and she wants to get rid of the court system. No society survives that, which isn't crazy from her perspective, because she wants to destroy society. They really deep down are, um, maybe anarchist isn't the right word for people like that. Uh, maybe Marxist isn't the right word, maybe anarchist is. Educate yourself, pick up this uh, gentleman's books. Uh, the first, the most recent is BLM, The Making of a Marxist, A New Marxist Revolution, and the prior one on The Scourge, that is Identity Politics, The Plot to Change America, How Identity Politics is Dividing the Land of the Free. Follow him on Twitter, Gundi Salvas is his nom de guerre, and the latest paper co-written with my wife, Katie Gorka, is free at heritage.org cultural Marxism the threat to the United States and how Americans can fight it go today heritage.org I'm Sebastian Gorka you've been listening to America First one on one wherever you are keep your head on a swivel watch your six hold the line never give up never give in and stay frosty brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... This is America First with Sebastian Gorka. What makes human beings human? What makes you sentient or intelligent? One of the things that's special about humans, greetings dear friends, you're listening to America First with me, Sebastian Gorka, is not just our capacity to absorb information. It's also our unique capacity to see patterns, to recognize when seemingly disparate things are actually connected and portray actually a trend, that they aren't random, but they are part of a broader, broader movement. It was revealed recently that a certain official in the Biden administration, who goes by the name Sam Brinton, was arrested and charged with felony theft. It's a peculiar story because he stole a piece of women's luggage from a conveyor belt from a carousel at an airport. He didn't have any luggage. He went to the carousel very she she designed a piece of luggage and on camera proceeded to pick up somebody else's labeled luggage and put it inside his bag and then walk off with it steal it and now he is allegedly on leave from where where is this first transgender presidential appointee on leave from 
the Department of Energy. Sam Brinton holds the title of Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Office of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. What kind of fuel? Nuclear fuel. He's in charge of waste nuclear fuel for the most powerful nuclear nation in the world, America. Let's put some photographs up on the screen of this individual. This is him in a ball gown. A ball gown with a shaved head and a red Mohican in the middle of his bald head. Doesn't look like a man, doesn't look like a woman. He looks like the definition of abnormality. Let's go to the next photograph. This is him whipping another man dressed in a red latex, I don't know, sexual, what would you call it? I don't even know what the word is. And then thigh-high black latex female boots. And then one more photograph of him bare-chested. These are all out there. I didn't have to dig for these. Uh, Caressing a man in a BDSM suit with a bare ass on his knees, pretending to be a dog on a leash. That is Sam Brinton demonstrating his sexual perversions to the world. I have in front of me Sam Brinton's biography, his little bio, from the United States Department of Energy. By the way, this individual has to have a Q clearance. He has to have the highest clearance in the U.S. government beyond top secret because the Department of Energy handles nuclear secrets. You need a Q clearance to be a deputy assistant secretary of nuclear spent fuel. In his bio, I've highlighted it right here, I'll I'll read to you as deputy assistant secretary of nuclear spent fuel. Sam is a well-known advocate for LGBTQ youth. Let me read that again. LGBTQ youth. And helped to secure protections against the dangerous and discredited practice of conversion therapy in more than half the country. The next thing is grammatically spurious because transgenderism is insanity. They're talking about him, but because he's non-binary or thinks he is, they, Sam, they identify as gender fluid and use the pronouns they, them, and theirs. This individual is clearly a schizophrenic if they use the pronoun they, them, and theirs. Last paragraph from his bio. After nearly a decade of experience in nuclear policy formation and implementation, Sam is excited to bring their knowledge. He's got balls. He's got a penis. It's not their knowledge. It's his knowledge. To bring their knowledge and passion for nuclear waste as a self-proclaimed hashtag nuclear nerd to the Department of Energy. This isn't just one weird story that will disappear. I need you to understand the pattern. This story happens just two days after the eruption of the Balenciaga scandal, in which one of the most exclusive fashion houses in the world released an ad campaign using children, using toddlers, promoting BDSM outfits holding teddy bears in bondage, domination, and sadomasochism sexual wear, with documents in the photo shoot being left lying in plain sight concerning a Supreme Court decision that allowed or was positive with regards to child pornography. This comes after more than a year of what in the mainstream media? Sorry, not the mainstream media. What am I talking about? The alternative, conservative, fact-based media.
of drag queen story hours at local libraries, of a Republican governor for Virginia winning his office after it was found that pedophilic pornographic children's books were being kept in the libraries of schools in Fairfax and Loudoun County in Virginia. And it comes on the heels of, thanks to Matt Walsh and others, the news that famed hospitals such as Boston's Children's Hospital are undertaking the mutilation of children, the removal of the breasts, the sexual organs, the chemical castration of young boys and girls on the altar of the ideology that is transgenderism. Do you see the pattern now? Sam Brinton isn't a one-off. He's not the outlier. He is the exemplar of the normalizing of the abnormal, of the main lining of the perverse. The idea that he's an advocate for LGBT youth, fighting conversion therapy, you mean recognizing that boys and bo- are boys and girls are girls? Every civilization will be measured in its final analysis by on its treatment of the most vulnerable in its society, the aged, the venerable, the unborn, and children. They are targeting our children. We must stop them and protect innocence and protect the vulnerable. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you live from the relieffactor.com studios. Be sure to subscribe right now. Go to Spotify, plug in my name, never miss an episode, give us a five-star review, and share the links with your friends. Likewise, Christmas will soon be upon us. Check out our store. Everything is made in America. If you're proud of America, go to sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.